Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors. We're going to change the sponsor ordership up here because we got something to talk about regarding one of them in just a moment. Very important. Very important news. So when I tell you that College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to go for national championship merchandise, you know that I'm telling the truth. You want to get something maroon and white? Something that says national championship, you want to celebrate Mississippi State's momentous win in the College World Series, College Corner is the place to shop for it. Two locations in the Jackson area. They're original by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowey by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, a unique menu unlike any you'll find at any other Mexican restaurant. Not, not the traditional you know, queso dip and fajitas and, and, you know, the number 43 or anything like that. It's a bunch of cool stuff that you've not probably not seen before. Check them out next time you're in Starville. Make sure that Humble Taco is on the list of things to do next time you're up here cheering on the Bulldogs. And then we come to Strange Brew Coffee House, and more importantly in this instance, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream, where it has been offered to us our own ice cream flavor. Is it a, have we officially been offered this? I mean, I feel like this is a conversation that I feel like that's what's happening here. I I, I don't want uh, Shane, if you're listening, I know you're listening. listening. Don't tease us. So let's let's make this happen. So, your your flavor, you you can't really mix cookies and cream and start strawberry. No, no, no. I I wasn't saying, I I said those would be my two options to mix with whatever. When I get a sundae, I get I get two scoops, I always get salted caramel and chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay. So I'm thinking, can you do salted caramel with chocolate chip cookie dough in it? That's my, so, that's Brian flavor. But, but we got to mix ours We got to mix them together. So I and, like, I like, and st- you know, this can be toppings as well. Yeah. We can, we can have toppings on this. The thunder and lightning Sunday. Yes. So, okay. Well, so I'll say my, my favorite ice cream is chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay. So that's where I'm going to go. So I'm gonna. So I need to go in a different direction from cookies and cream because yeah. we already have we already chocolate have chip or something like that. But does strawberry really work there? Does strawberry work with chocolate chip cookie dough? Yeah, which is a vanilla ice cream that has chocolate chip cookie dough in it. I don't think it'd be awful. No, it would be. It'd, it'd I mean, I think it'd be really good. Okay, I mean, Neapolitan um, works for people. Yeah, that's true. All right, so you we know got, we're 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 opposite in so many ways. You're right. You're but, right. But but together. Magic. We make magic. And I feel like, you know, like uh, the commercial had Reese's with the peanut butter and the chocolate. Yeah. They, they, co- they collide when with they each collide, other. Yeah. Maybe strawberry and cookie cookie dough, chocolate chip cookie dough would work. Give me two mix-ins, two, two toppings. Okay, so for me, mm-hmm. I like, I usually like some Reese's. Okay. So, so, so now we've got we've added peanut butter to the mix. Yes, and chocolate. So More chocolate. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, 
I'm a big Reese's guy. Okay. So any chocolate and peanut butter mix is not going okay. to hurt my feelings. Okay. Okay. And then I would want. Hmm. We could like, make this. We could make this extra chocolatey and strawberry. I, I could like put some strawberry on top. Though. of So maybe like some peanuts or some pecans. Could do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, then some. Whi- I gotta or, have whipped cream. Any ice cream sundae I get gets whipped cream. Gotta have whipped cream. So you like salted caramel? What if there was some caramel on top? That's what. I, well, cut caramel is what I was thinking. Yeah. This is something like that a five year old would make. That like I feel like a five year old would wives, just grab everything out of the freezer. Our and, wives would agree that that's what we are. That's true. I mean, I can't really yeah, I mean, I got no dispute that you, at so. all. We're, we're, I mean, we need to. We we, we got to put a lot of research into this. We don't. We're not just going to put our name on something and it not be perfect. All right? right. Our brand is too important to us. So Should, what I'm telling you, Shane, is that Robbie and I are just going to show up and eat ice cream, and you're going to have to feed us until we figure it out. It's only fair. This is for this is for the people. This is for the business. Yeah. I mean, it's and all, I want to point out. You asked. I mean, we didn't. We didn't come to you on this. This is I you, mean, you want. You want. You want our help. We will give it to you, but it's going to cost you a few few scoops of ice cream. I, I guess. Know. I guess we can loan a little bit of our time. Let us know when to show up. I mean, we, and we'll do it. We'll have to put it on our schedule, but we'll we'll make something happen. So. Wait, maybe we just need to go there, look at all the flavors, mm-hmm. and come up with something. We, we need to be those jerks there. who's like, can I get a sample of that? I need yes. another sample, please. One more one more sample. And then after we're done, <laughs> yeah, none of that really worked. <laughs> you know what? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, so. uh, and I feel like, see, I, yesterday I mentioned I went to Turn and Spoon. I got the cookies and cream and a waffle bowl. I feel like we need to, do you like the waffle bowl? Like the I'd I, I go for that. Or a cone? More of a waffle cone kind of guy. Oh, it's tough, difficult to eat a waffle bowl. So let's so let's go with the cone. We'll, yeah. so we're we're going to figure this out. We're going to go to Turn and Spoon one day, mm-hmm. and we're going to we're going to put it we're all gonna, together. We're going to create yeah a yeah. great dish, and uh, that's something that everybody's going to want to go check out. So. Uh, I want to thank I met a lot of great fans today down at the KLLM event down at Trustmark Park, including and I don't know if this is good enough for you because you've only been on a few rumblings here, but Joel and if Bob is listening. I met Dr. Tony Loper, the best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. That was exciting. You just now met him? Yeah, I never met so him before. You, so y'all are from the f- same city, but you never knew each other? Well, I think we're a, f- a few years apart. Okay, so he age. came in after... Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. I think, I, I think I'm older than him. But never mind that. I mean, Vicksburg's a big enough town. I don't know everybody there. Yeah, that's true. It's not some podunk stop on the road like Louisville. So, funny moment, by the way. I didn't tell you about this from SEC Media Days. We're sitting there. We were talking to Brandon Marcello about some open first week games, and I said, "Of course, you got you got Ole Miss and Louisville." And I was like, "Louisville, Louisville." I'm sorry, I said, I'm so used to Winston County. Where the hell is Chuck Dunlap? He was sitting right across, and he perked up. I was like, "Chuck, there he is, right there." So I saw him tweet about yeah, that. Yeah, that's what happened. I was and just, I was I was hoping that you were actually talking no, about Louisville, but it was actually said, you just said it wrong. I just said it wrong. But so I, disappointing. Well, you know what? Well, that, that 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 shows you where my brain is. I think about the city of champions first, which is Louisville. Louisville, yeah. ten, ten times. Uh, so. And by the way, you you dropped a Winston County stand up. That's gimmick infringement, and you know it. I was just trying. Chuck was right there. What could I do? You know, so he was, he was sitting right there. Uh, all right, let's get into some actual football talk. We sort of hinted around about it uh, yesterday, but you know now it, it appears that it's it it's happening. Oklahoma and Texas are heading to the Southeastern Conference. It doesn't appear like there's any way around that. Robbie, one of the most shocking developments, I mean, realignment a couple, a few years back, I guess almost a decade ago now, 
you know, we sort of saw the, 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 the shift coming. We were just in the middle of media days. It was like four, four o'clock in the afternoon, and Brent Zerneman decides he's just going to unleash chaos on college football. The funniest part to me was Greg Sankey doing an interview with a national radio station, and I can tell you he answered those questions longer than he probably wanted to just because he was like – he didn't want to have to deal with it because standing behind him, Barrett Sali, John Talty, Michael Casagrande, Brooks Cabina, uh, Dennis Dodd, every big-name reporter that was at SEC, just standing there behind him waiting on a no comment. Yep. Which is what, exactly what they got. But now we're here. The Big 12 had a meeting on uh, Thursday of all their athletic directors – except for Texas and Oklahoma, they no-showed that meeting. And it appears that everything has been set into place and that, Robbie, I expect in the next 10 days we're going to have an official announcement that Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC. Possibility, and this is just a shocking turn of events. Huge. We've, I mean, we've always expected that the the like some of the Power Five conferences and a lot of teams were going to just create this massive conference. I don't know if I ever expected Texas – to join the SEC. Uh, I've always just thought of Texas as, you know, this big entity that everybody was trying to get away from, and now here they are wanting to join the SEC. And that's just going to be an interesting development. You know, I I go back to when NCAA, the NCAA football game, started implementing those opportunities to make your own conference, and I I would always put Oklahoma in there and uh, Texas Tech and teams like that from the Big 12. I never put Texas in there. Because I wanted no part of Texas in the SEC. Uh, but here they are now. And it's interesting that this dropped right in the middle of Jimbo Fisher talking at SEC Media Days. It's almost like it was like planned for it to come out right then. And, you know, Ross Bjork's in the background. No, Ross I think Dillinger you're wrong. and everybody just ran up to I Ross. I think you're wrong. Why you say that? I think this was. Uh, well, I mean, okay, you're probably right in that it was planned to do it at this point. But, but the, it, this was leaked by Texas A&M. Possibility. Possibility. Because they don't want it to happen. No, and, and Ross Bjork was standing in the back just just eager to talk to whoever would come and up. And you, you've been to many SEC media days. How often do we see athletic directors there? That's a, that's a very good point. I, I thought He's it was there strange. there for a reason. He I, was there to get to get the narrative out. I thought it was very strange that, that he was so visible yesterday because you're right. I, I don't know how often we do see athletic directors there. With all of the the guys that were surrounding Nick Saban the other day, yeah. I don't know if I saw Greg, Greg Byrne. Byrne wasn't one of them, no. Uh, never uh, saw John Cohen. Cohen and Keith Carter, not there. None of those guys are there. That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. And uh, was wearing, I, I guess he just kept the same wardrobe from Ole Miss because he was wearing the same, the same colors that he wore whenever he was AD at Ole Miss. Did not have his TNA championship belt, though. I saw them valet park the tricycle. Nice. Nice. So, you know. <laughs> he wrote. He wrote it all the way from College Station, just angrily down the road. The only thing we're missing is the hype man from the Grove that had the hard hat on, yeah, and like the uh, extra medium shirt. <laughs> we're missing the Rebel Alley guys, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to the video with Jimbo Fisher, Ross, and the president of Texas A&M as they explain why they didn't leak this information. This is way off topic, but how the heck did that guy get that job? I remember vividly sitting by you in the press box at Hoover and Richard coming in and saying, hey, we need to get something yeah. up on this guy right now. Well, I, had to, just, I had to call, text Rippy, and I was like, what, what are you doing? He's like, I'm at the bar. I just opened a beer. I was like, yeah, you can go back to the room now. Ross Bjork just took the Texas A&M job, and he was literally, he said a four-letter word that begins with F to my text line, and uh, they went from there. 
So, like that's that's my thing. Like I, I just don't understand how that guy that got this job because it's, it's an excellent job. Bass backwards into success. Crazy. Like imagine if you were a terrible writer. I mean, you're a good writer. So, so imagine if you were, and then you knew you got a job to cover like Ohio State for their flagship newspaper. Yeah, like, I've, I've seen amazing. that happen before. I've seen people go from. Mm-hmm. Not very good to uh, mm-hmm. ESPN. But enough about Kyle Veazey. <laughs> Wait, no, I like Kyle. But anyway, uh, it was just really interesting that this stuff comes out in the middle of Texas A&M's press conference. Yeah. And, you know, Ross Bjork, of yeah. course, of course, made it clear we wanted to get, which he wasn't there when they made the decision to, to come to the SEC, but we wanted to make our own way away from Texas. We wanted to be the only school in Texas. And of course, you you want that. You want to get all, all the SEC's resources right there. And now those two have to kind of gobble up all the resources in the state of Texas, which I do not feel sorry for them about because Mississippi State and Ole Miss have yeah. very little resources and in have been gobbling to the it state. for years. Yeah. So uh, to to be in the state of Texas, I mean, I, I'm still not going to feel sorry for you, but right. that is going to be a bummer for Texas A&M, who is paying a guy seventy two million dollars to be their coach and. Um, you now, know, has all this money, and now they're going to have to fight for recruits in the SEC with the team from their own state. Here, here's a true statement here. You know, they're talking about well, their 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 rights. It, they don't expire until 2025 with the Big 12. It doesn't matter. This is going to be happening in the next year because you, you can't, think they're going to. You think they're going to become the SEC team right away? Maybe not. Not 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 by the end of this. I think by the by the start of the 2022 season. I don't know if they'll go. I don't know if they'll maybe. Make it that a, a, how can you recruit? Well, I mean, you recruit to the you recruit to imagine the telling your wife you want to divorce, but you're going to live in the house for a year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like five years down the road, but I don't know if it's going to be right away. I think they're going to get bought out as quickly as possible. It's going to have to be like you're going to have the the Big Twelve is just going to have to fall apart, which it might. It will. I think, with, the, with I think the remaining schools will go to the Pac-12. Some of them will go to the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten. Or, or, yeah, I think. I think. You know, uh, I think that uh, I like Iowa State and Oklahoma State to me fit better as Big, Big Ten, Ten schools, whereas Texas Tech and Baylor would fit better as Big Twelve schools. West Virginia, maybe they make a move to get into the ACC. Pac twelve is is the one that I'm kind of I don't know what's going to happen with them because they're to me I don't even consider them in many sports part of the Power Five. But they just—they're not really relevant in football, um, basketball. I guess they had UCLA this past year. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball—they—they they have a couple of teams that are usually pretty good, but they have no interest from a fan standpoint. Right. But, you know, I just don't know how. Like their best baseball schools are the Arizona schools. Yeah. And yeah. You, I mean, UCLA is. USC's had the most success all it's, time. It's it's too bad for the Pac-12. They don't have the money to get. Texas and Oklahoma for football. Yeah, so that would be game changer. That would change everything. But for them. They, 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 you know, they can't make the same money. And now, obviously, the SEC is untouchable now. I mean, that, well, that, and that leads into what we saw a lot of is people setting up what divisions would look like. The, obviously, the idea of two eight-team divisions is too unwieldy. Nobody's going to go for that. So you're going to set up what would be known as a pod system, four four-team pods. You play the three teams in your pod. Just looking at football only. And then you play two. You're, I think this is the this will move us into a nine uh, conference game schedule, 
Mm-hmm. I think, and the SEC at that point will probably lift the requirement of playing another Power Five. But they could keep it, but I don't. I don't think that they will. And so you play the, the pods. The, the, the pod I saw the most of was for Mississippi State, State, Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas. I also saw one for Texas A and M, but I can't. I can't see a scenario where Texas and Texas A and M aren't in the same pod and playing each other every year. They're going to want that. Now, I know Texas A and M is not going to want it. And you can't run away from that rivalry you can't, now. You can't. That do you that. have to play that rivalry now. You're in the same how, conference. How much is our good friend Tyler Horka just sort of snickering and rubbing his hands together? He he just thinks he hates Texas A and M right now. Oh, what does the SEC game? That he hasn't. He in his lifetime, he's rarely seen Texas and Texas A and M as a rivalry. Well, I mean, it's the, just been a it's just what? been a school rivalry. Tyler is, and I could be wrong. He's like 24. 24, 25, something so like that. They haven't played since he was fourteen. Yeah, so that that hasn't been. That hasn't been a rivalry like it used to be. No. So that that's just getting started, buddy. And if you think that State and Ole Miss is a is a big rivalry and a heated rivalry, wait till you see that one. We've already seen it with with politics already getting involved. We have legislatures in the state of Texas that are mad that um, that are mad that they they weren't up front with the Big Twelve or whatever. So it, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy and. If you're a state fan and you think this isn't this is bad for Mississippi State, I disagree with that. Can I you think, tell me why, and I'll tell you why I agree with you. So, I think the greater the Southeastern Conference becomes, mm-hmm. the better for Mississippi State. More money. That you're you're talking about the Mississippi State is grandfathered in with the SEC by being one of the charting the charter members mm-hmm. of this conference. Nobody is going to kick Mississippi State out of the SEC, no matter what Mike Bianchi says. Yeah, the Mississippi State and Ole Miss are going to be inside the SEC, and yes, it's going to be tougher for Mississippi State to win an SEC championship. But as long as Alabama's in the SEC West and Mississippi State has to beat them to get to the SEC championship, it doesn't matter who comes into the SEC. So I don't really, you know, I don't really uh, subscribe to that theory. I think this is good for Mississippi State. You're talking about. I don't know how much more millions of dollars you're going to be getting per season because of this. You're bringing in one of the biggest brands in college sports into this conference. Mississippi State's going to benefit from that. Here's what I like. Let's say the, the, the pod I just gave you is correct, right? LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas. You could have a year where your SEC schedule is LSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and uh, South Carolina. Yeah. Tennessee and Vanderbilt, and Missouri and and uh, Missouri and Texas A and M. Where you're not playing Alabama. Well, you're not playing Alabama, Texas, or Oklahoma. Yeah, or Auburn. I just I just gave you a path to the SEC championship, a so, legitimate, realistic schedule that could get you into the SEC championship game. So here's my question: How do you configure who makes it to the championship? Do you the do top you, two teams? You just you just have. Yeah. You have these pods, but everybody's in the standings. Yeah, everybody's in the same standings. There, There is no divisional championship. Right, because you wouldn't have, like, the two division winners play a, a game, and then you, you wouldn't add, you're you not going to add another game, especially with, a, with an extra round of playoffs coming. The, basically, the way this pod thing works is the pods are your permanent opponents mm-hmm. every single year. Right. And then you will play two people from, from one pod, right. two people from the other pod. You're, let's just do numbers here. You're in pod one. You play the other three teams in pod one. You play two teams from pod two, two teams from pod three, two teams from pod four. So you're playing nine conference games, and then you play three non-conference games, which I assume they will not 
continue the Power Five requirement for. And at that point, I mean, I just gave you a sketch. What state re- state's record in 2021 against that schedule that I just gave you? Um, well, the, the, they have a they have a solid shot of winning all their pod games. Yes. Um, and then with what you said, you had Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. You, you play South Carolina and uh, Kentucky. Okay. I mean, you could win both of those. Yeah. You play Tennessee and Vanderbilt. You could win both of those. Yeah, and I'm, then I'm play, saying I'm saying at worst you play Missouri have, and Texas A and M. You might you probably you're lose, lose A I'm saying it. I'm saying at worst probably four losses. And that I think you're you're being negative. I thought I'm saying that I think that's like a six and or seven and two kind at, of year. And at worst, at take worst, NC though, State off. Also, you're ten and two. Yeah, but at worst, I'm saying yeah. you're you're going to lose. At, at worst, you'll lose to LSU, yeah. Ole Miss. Uh-huh. Uh, Kentucky uh, and Texas A&M. Okay. So that's four losses. Now, by that same token, you're going to have some down years where you play Oklahoma and Alabama and Texas all in the same year. Although Texas, in the last five years, Texas has been a winnable game for a team like Mississippi State. Mississippi State, go back to like 2014 and match them up against Texas in that time frame, State probably has three or four wins. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about a Texas This isn't a Texas you know, Vince Young department. isn't there anymore. Yeah. Right? And they haven't been like that in any sport. No. I mean, they haven't been a a true national title contender in the big three sports very often since the early 2000s, mid-2000s. You know, they had the national championship with Vince Young, and they made a run in baseball this year. Right. When was another time? Basket- Did they have any basketball not recently, teams. no, and they certainly aren't any good at women's basketball. So they, so yeah, so they have, <laughs> they have. Which, by the way, welcome back, Vic Schaefer. Welcome home. Yeah, imagine that first game. Oh God, I like don't it doesn't really to. matter. It doesn't really matter how good. I mean, Nikki McCray Pence could fall apart this year, get fired. It doesn't matter when Texas comes to Starkville and Vic Schaefer's there. That place is going to be packed, and somebody might have a knife. Are people going to be upset? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there might be a lot of people in this fan base that'll give him a standing ovation when he walks. Oh, you think they're gonna give him the Hugh Freeze treatment? I th- you think is Hugh gonna get that? I think there will be a portion of the Ole Miss fan base that cheers when he comes back this year. They can't really be mad at him. I mean, he just you know can't they? Well, I mean, I mean, like he didn't he didn't say yeah. I'm going to greener pastures. He went to something. <sighs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he went to happy endings. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. 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 Uh. So, I I can't make a pasture joke. I'm trying to turn pasture into masseur. I don't. I can't make it work. So sorry, yeah. mom. Uh, all's well that ends well, I guess. Uh, oh. So anyway, long story short, I think this is a move. It's going to benefit Mississippi State because the piece of the pie gets bigger. Richard Cross did some of the numbers. You're looking at about another ten, eleven million dollars. What does that mean to your other sports? I mean, that's I know, a it's huge, a, it's huge unbelievable. chunk I mean, of money. It's devastating for the rest of the college football or college sports landscape. That's I mean, not the our Southeast- concern. Yeah, I'm just saying that the Southeastern Conference yeah. is is lord overall right now. You know what that really really needs to turn into at that point? The you can tell no more in a, no no more NCAA. Well, I mean that, but you, you go you got sixteen right. You go tell Clemson, Florida State. Maybe that's where West Virginia could come in. I don't know. And and North Carolina. It's time to leave the ACC. 
And come to the SEC? Yeah, and God, a 20-team conference. Oh. I don't know how you, I don't know I don't know you pull it off, but that's where, that's where you're headed. I th- I think I think those guys are going to go create another conference. Well, in that case, then then you if you're that when you do that, you got to talk to getting Notre, you got to get Notre Dame on board for real. Like you got to yes. get in here now, and then can you get a couple teams out of the Big Ten? Like I don't know who you could get. Could you get Penn State? Are we we're about to get these teams in here and call them the SEC. Like we're about to have Notre Dame in the SEC for me. We were talking about this. Uh, I mean, there, I, or Joel and I did, and I know we talked about on sports talk about when it looked like the Big Ten wasn't going to play football, yeah, and then Ohio State was going to be like, "Well, we're going to play football one way." And then I was like, "I had it all figured out, like the above the Mason Dixon line division, like the Oklahoma or Ohio State, Penn State, the Michigan, sweet, the Michigan sweet tea, State, the Sweet Tea division, yeah, yeah. and the Skyline uh, Chili division, the the disgusting chili grape." <laughs> all right, let's let's. That that's a discussion. This discussion is to be continued because we are going to be talking about that man, for a while. So, I mean, this is going to be an all summer long thing, man. Thank, it's going thank to be ta- you, content gods. I mean, it's it just fell out of the air like that, and that's that's kind of how things happen. Like it just yeah. was boom. Texas and Oklahoma are going to come to the SEC. So like, here, what? Full disclosure. Uh, Richard was interviewing the guy from freaking Texags, Billy Lucci, when that news broke, and I was just like, oh. Uh, what was his What was his face like? He said he had heard it, that he had already heard about it. So, and chances are that guy Billy's very tied in. He had heard about it, but interesting, interesting. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. If you want to put a steak on the grill this weekend, if you want to cook some hamburgers, or hey, if you're just looking to make your your family a delicious dinner. Welcome Home Beef has the solution. Head over to Val's Marketplace here in Starkville. They've got everything set up for you right there in the, in the meat market. Great, great selection of products. They cut uh, fresh, cut to order, and the prices are lower. So it's a win-win situation for you at Val's. And all of the great markets that are uh, hosting Welcome Home Beef products in Corinth and Bihalia, Pontotoc, Olive Branch, and Collinsville, wherever you go, Welcome Home Beef can be there. If your local grocery store doesn't sell Welcome Home Beef, well, you need to find out why. Call Welcome Home Beef. See what you can do to get their products on your shelves. That number is 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That's the place to head in Starkville. That's Starkville's number one stop in the Cotton District. That's the place where we're heading on oh, yeah. Friday for lunch. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you reminded me. So, because I would have not been ready for have that. fun trying to sleep tonight, my friend. Oh yeah, well you know I'm gonna sleep the like like visions of sugar plums you're dancing the, in my head. You're gonna have the meat sweats. That's what you're day. gonna have. That's every day. You know, I just <laughs> I go to bed. I turn the air conditioner down to sixty, and I I just I cure myself like a like a pork jowl every night. Pour some salt on yourself. Yeah, I just I pack myself in salt, and I wake up every day glistening and refreshed. Uh, <laughs> Anytime you want to go to Two Brothers, that's a great time waiting to happen. So head over there to the heart of the Cotton District. Enjoy some smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I'm very tired. i got to take a breath here before this last read here. Advantage Business Systems. That's the place to head over and check out for your business. Your business wants to run more efficiently, wants to run with more profits and less problems. They've got the solutions for you. What they're going to do is provide you a... An incredible selection of inventory, of of technology, of any kind of product your office needs to operate. They've got it, and they back it up with the best customer service, the kind of customer service you expect from your next-door neighbor. 
that's what they are. They're a local business through and through, nearly 40, over 45 years of experience working here in the Magnolia State with people just like you. Why don't you call them and add yourself to their success stories? That number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I've got my all-SEC ballot here. Let's, I want you to talk me through it. Tell me what you think. And and apparently I screwed up mine because I, know. I filled it out and it was it was messed up originally. They had the centers listed under the tight end, so I couldn't. And they have a list of the players, so you can't just like type in your yeah, players. So right. I, you know, I was gonna I was gonna put my tight ends in there, and then they redid it. Yeah. So what I submitted was void. Yeah. Let's give everybody a little inside baseball. What happens is. The known, they basically give you a list of the known starters. Yeah. So when you look at quarterback, um, I'm trying to think like who would be somebody uh, that, like LSU. I don't think Miles Brennan was on there and Max Johnson because they don't know, right? I can't remember because I didn't. But, neither one of those was was right, even in my mind. Right, right. But but like Will Rogers was on there. Yeah. So Matt Corral's my first team guy. Yeah, me too. Now I feel I, awfully I, confident in saying he won't be the postseason All SEC quarterback. So. Here's what I did. I voted on Brandon Marcello's All SEC thing for two four seven. Yeah. I've got, um, gosh, what, JT Daniels. What, yeah, I've got JT Daniels as my Player of the Year. So here's how, here's that, how that, that was my hot take of the year was JT Daniels is going to end up being the the Player of the my Year. My thought process is this: Matt Corral, from a numbers perspective, is the best returning quarterback by yes. far. So he deserves this nomination. But at the end of the year, the quarterback of the SEC champion is going to be the SEC All SEC quarterback, unless Corral is just putting up stupid numbers, over four thousand yards passing, over forty touchdowns. Uh, that's what we're talking about. So while I have JT Daniels here, in reality, first and second team are likely going to be JT Daniels and Bryce Young when we get to to December. It, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. it you know, if Bryce Young is just a game manager this year and Bama's just unworldly good mm-hmm. and these numbers are just way better than him, yeah. I don't see him ahead of Daniels or, or Corral. No. But, but, and I but know it, it matters who wins the SEC, too. I, I think I think so to an extent. Yeah. But I I just – that game – maybe I was just, you know, high off of that Georgia game, Mississippi State last mm-hmm. year. But JT Daniels looks really sharp. legit. Very good. Bryce Young gives you a little running threat that that Daniels doesn't have. That's true. But I mean, man, you know Georgia's got some studs at wide receiver. They do, and he was just chunking it up there, and those guys were making plays last year. Losing Pickens hurts them. Yeah, that it does. He he would have been a first team All SEC guy. I agree. I would have voted him. Uh, Running back, obviously, I think Tank Bigsby was an obvious choice at first team. Isaiah Spiller. I didn't have Isaiah Spiller in my top four. Really? No. He's my he's my first team guy. Okay, so I had, I, I had I had Isaiah Spiller, and my number two was Kevin Harris from South Carolina. Not neither one of those guys are in my top four because they're going to have some big numbers. So I went Tank Bigsby and Brian Robinson Jr. I, I basically what I like to do when I vote all SEC is I like to write Alabama tailback in there because okay. that, that guy is going to get numbers. I, so I I just I I go away from the Alabama thing. I I don't I'm not going to go who who's the champion. I, I, I vote I try to vote for guys. Now, I'm going to sort of contradict myself here. I try to vote for guys I think will be there at the end. Now, in this case, with Corral, you're just saying, well, what did you say? 
But Corral deserved that nomination. Whether you hate, I know you hate him, but he deserved to be the first team quarterback. Well, I don't hate him. Not you, but okay. the average MSU fan listening to this podcast. I, I wanted to clarify that because people didn't. Yeah, people thought you might have been talking to me, and no, I don't no, want no. someone from an Ole Miss podcast to right. talk about it. So Bigsby and Robinson, my second team guys were Zamir White and yep. Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky. So mine were was um, Zamir White mm-hmm. and Bigsby. So I don't I don't hate I don't hate your picks for sure. I mean Kevin I, Harris had some huge numbers last year. He he's coming back. Like, I mean I know their team's not gonna be good, but he's gonna be the the workhorse. I think like five hundred and eighteen of his yards though were against Ole Miss. They were. I mean he just he absolutely just obliterated oh, them. I will never forget that game. I mean Ole Miss blew them out. But South Carolina kept running a damn toss sweep. Same like, play. Right the whole out game. of right out of like the St. Aloysius Black Right thirty one sweep. Just the most basic play in football, and they were getting 17 yards of carry on it. If they could have stopped a nosebleed, yeah, they would have won, <coughs> won that, that game easily. Yeah, so but they couldn't stop anybody. I mean, the, Elijah Moore was just running free through the secondary every play. Right. We got to pick four receivers. So my first two, my first th- two, Kayshawn Butte from LSU, who I think is still wide open in the Ole Miss secondary, and John Mechie the third. I went. I went with Mechie. On there as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't go with with Butte because I feel like that game was was not really a fluke, but it it does it does skew things a little bit because he set an SEC record and you know his numbers look a little bit better. I went with um, I think I went with Traylon Burks. I have Burks as my second team guy along with Jaden Wally. Okay. Um, Wally was just on the outside for me on on second. I just team. feel like if things go correctly for the Mike Leach offense, he's going to have seventy plus catches over a thousand yards and probably yeah. close to double digit touchdown. He he definitely could. I think so. he can have some big numbers. But Mechie is is the unquestioned number one um, for me mm-hmm. in the SEC. And then well, I think not, you can. He's not for me. I think Butte is the guy there. See, what have you seen from him other than that Ole Miss game though? Oh, no, he was he was good last year. He had a fantastic the, game, but he, he was good. I, but not not to make him the unquestioned number okay. one for me. I, yeah, I, I, he's second team for me right now, just because I, I just he's had three hundred something yards. In I'm that pretty game. sure three years ago, or yeah, two years ago, I had th- four Alabama guys. I had Ruggs, Judy, Smith, and Waddle. That it's unbelievable to to think about that, and yeah. it's also unbelievable to think about the fact that Alabama had Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. Tua, and Mac Jones on the same, same roster. They signed, they signed Tua and Mac Jones in the same signing class. It's just crazy, man. And, and Mac Jones just waited. That's, you don't ever see just, that. Just crazy. Uh, tight end, I was upset that Eric Gilbert was not an option. Uh, well, at the time, you didn't know if he was going to be eligible. So I get that, but still. I'm not as high on him as you are. I, I, but I think he'll be, yeah. He, you know, Last year, he wasn't, he wasn't all that impressive to me. He didn't live up to the hype. He wasn't. And he's he, got, and he's well, got yeah. some, I mean, there's. I don't know what's going on there, but you know, he bounced over to – he was going to go to Florida, then he was going to go to, to I, Georgia, back to LSU. I know, but – I don't know if he's, if he's I think all he, focused. I think he's, I think he's where he wants to be. I have Jalen Weidermeyer as my tight end, yep. and then Jaleel Billingsley as the backup. Uh, sounds good Shout to me. Shout out to Brett Hudson there. Uh, offensive line, uh, Evan Neal and Darian Kennard. Uh, Kenyon Green and Dylan Wanham from South Carolina is my top four. Uh is that is that just your line, or do you have a center? In uh, there the well? center is separate. So okay, my line was Evan Neal, Kennard, 
Kenyon Green and who else did I have? Cade Mays. Cade Mays is a good choice. He didn't make my top eight. Uh, my next, my next four: Austin Deculus, yep, uh, Nick Broker, mm-hmm. Charles Cross, Jamari Sawyer from a Georgia. I had I like that kid. Yeah, I, I have him on, set, on my second team as well. As well, I also have um, Brecker and Charles Cross. Mm-hmm. Not Deculus. And, uh, no, I didn't have Deculus. Big kid. I had, but I had um, uh, Sawyer on there. Okay. My center was Nick Brahms from Auburn. I had Michael Maietti from uh, not a bad Missouri. Pick. And then my second team, call me a homer. And that sounds weird, but Ben Brown, St. Al. Gotta go Ole Miss guy. homer, yeah. No, not, not, that, not that kind of homer. D-line. I went Fuldarian Mathis, Jordan Davis of Georgia. Yep. DJ Dale, Alabama, Josh uh, Pascal from Kentucky. I didn't have Dale on on either of my teams. Okay, I, I like had DJ Dale. Uh, He's a good player. I, I had uh, Demarvin Leal. Okay, uh, Zach, I didn't have him. Zach Carter, Jordan Davis, and uh, Kingsley Enig, whatever from South Carolina. Yeah. I have him on my second team with Derek Hall from Gulfport, who's at Auburn. Glenn Logan. From LSU and Akil Byers of Missouri. I had Allie Gay on my second team. He's a good player, as well as Josh Pascal, who has got to be like thirty years old. Doctor Josh Pascal, yes, and, and PV from A and M, and also uh, Jeff Coat from Missouri. Uh, linebackers: Henry Tuatua, Owen Papo, Nicobe Dean. That's my first three. All right, I had Grant Morgan from Arkansas on my list. I like that. Probably going to leave the lead the SEC in tackles. Uh, Jacoby McLean is on my first team. Will Anderson from uh, Alabama. See, I, Will Anderson was the Alabama linebacker I didn't pick. And then I had uh, Tua Tua. Okay. My second team guys are Aaron Brule, Ventrell Miller from Florida, and Christopher Allen from Alabama. I had uh, Ventrell Miller, Brenton Cox, both guys from Florida, um, Aaron Brule and Nicobe Dean. All right. It's, cr- it's crazy that I guarantee you Aaron Brule is not on this list. Probably not. Tomorrow. He should be. He's not on hardly anybody's all I think be. we talked a little bit about that on yesterday's show, but yeah. uh, just not getting a whole lot of love. I think that's going to play into his favor. DBs. Obviously, Derek Stanley was my first pick, yep. but Emmanuel Forbes is my second guy. That's my other corner. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a surprise for me. I don't know. I, I didn't have him on my first team. Big but I believer think, in Emmanuel Forbes. No, I, I can go with it, especially with the with the um, stats that he put up. Yeah, I had Stingley and uh, Kyer Elam from Florida. Didn't make my team. And then I had um, Martin Emerson mm-hmm. and Eli Ricks. Okay, so my next two. So my I, you know you're four, you get four for the first team. So I have Stingley and Forbes, and I have Alante Taylor from Tennessee and Smoke Monday. From uh, from Auburn. So my one name, my second favorite name in the SEC. That's your safeties. Yeah. Okay. My second favorite name is Smoke Monday. Number one, obviously, Cavassier Smith. Uh, then my, my second team guy, Josh Job from Alabama, and Elias Ricks, Martin Emerson, and Jalen Catalan from Arkansas. Yeah, I like him. He Good was player. on my he was on my second team. Okay. My my first team safeties were Jordan Battle and Smoke Monday, and then I had Malachi Moore. And uh, Catalan on second team. That's good, that's good picks. Will Reichard from uh, Alabama is my kicker. Carlson from Auburn is my backup guy. Oh, I had Cade York and Carlson. 
I know enough LSU people that don't like Cade York <laughs> that I just went away from. Why don't him. they like him? They just feel like he's inconsistent. I don't think he is, but you know. Didn't he have two years ago like the greatest season of any kicker? That well, ever had or something? a lot of things about LSU had the greatest things they ever had. And where did that get them? Harrison Smith of Vandy. Shout out to the Commodores. Was there a first teamer for them? Mac Brown, my Punters. second second team punter. Uh, I went with Georgia's punter Jake Carmarda. That's a good one. And Mac Brown was my second team. I don't have Spiller on this team. I feel I feel like I left him off now. But anyway, Isaiah Spiller. Yeah, I don't, Anias, know, how you, I don't know how you left him off. I don't know. Anaya Smith from uh, Texas A&M is my return guy with Kyrus Jackson as a backup. And last but not least, Jerion Ely is my all-purpose guy with Wandale Robinson as the backup there. Yeah. My, so, Anaya Smith, who I think is just phenomenal. Great I think player. He could, he, might, he could work his way on the uh, wide receiver group. Mm-hmm. Anaya Smith is my number one. Then my, my second guy is um, Tula Griffin. And then, I thought about that. And, and then my all-purpose guy is going to be Jerion Ely. Yeah, Ely is poised for a big season. Yeah, I thought about Tulu, but I just couldn't pull the trigger. All right, my West order of finish, Bama, A&M, LSU, Ole Miss, Auburn, State, Arkansas. So I went so – who'd, who'd you have? Bama, Bama, A&M. A&M, LSU, okay. Ole Miss, Auburn, State, Arkansas. I think Ole Miss finishes third. Ooh, that's that's tangy. I don't know. Yeah, I I got I got Bama, A and M, Ole Miss, LSU, Auburn State, Arkansas. You can switch three and six around to any number, and I will take it. You told me State finished third. I can buy into it. Yeah. So, in the East, Georgia, Florida, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Like Missouri, huh? I have sold myself on Missouri. And, and Drinkwitz on the last day was hilarious. I think that's. I don't think that's going to play into his favor. I think. I think people I, are looking at, looking to get yeah, it. Yeah, I, th- I think people are just going to unload on that guy eventually. I think he's got a good team. He's talking trash out there. I like it. Looking, Come on, looking like the get him a body bag kid from. from he does uh, look like the get him a body bag kid. And not only that, he acks like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, who's the guy? Spoiler alert: Who dies in Cobra Kai? Yeah, the dude died of yeah. cancer. I think he died actually in died life. in real life. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not wishing that on him. No, 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 any no, means, no, no, no. The character, you know, the guy that's just in the background, get him a body bag. Yeah, that's what he was doing basically I in like media that. days. Is like how, how great well, the SEC was. I've, 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 I went with Missouri. Okay, so. well, I'm gonna go with Georgia winning the the East, mm-hmm. followed by Florida, and then Kentucky. Kentucky is because it was between Kentucky and Missouri. Kentucky, Missouri. I think we were off by one spot. And the uh, Tennessee, on South Carolina, Vandy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My SEC champion is Georgia. You think they're going to finally get over the hump? I have Georgia winning the national championship. Okay. I could see that. You know, Alabama's playing with a with a with a freshman quarterback yeah. this year, and that's, this is the year for Georgia. If it doesn't this, happen this year, I'll this never, is the never time, do it again. This is the time for Kirby to do it, but until he does it, I'm not going to pick him to beat Saban. So I got I got Alabama winning again. All right, those uh these should be released a little later today. You can uh, match up uh, theirs with ours and uh, see see how it all shakes out. All right, uh, back on Sunday, we'll start looking ahead. Uh, you know, fall camp or sorry, training camp. I, I'm working on it. I think I'm rubbing off on you. It may be. So the other way around. But anyway, that's starting up a week from uh, Saturday. So I'm sorry, two weeks from Saturday, the 5th. Uh, so we'll be coming into that. So next week will be, you know, let's look at some position battles and things of that nature. 
Uh, probably some recruiting talk as they, you know, recruits are about to make either either make their decision or they're going to shut it down until you know November December because their seasons are coming up. So we'll see what happens there. Can MSU recapture a little momentum there? And I'm sure we'll have some other things. To talk about. We might want to talk some basketball at some point. We might like see if we can get Coach Allen. Do we have to? Uh, I don't don't be like that. Men's basketball's been exciting this year. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, but I'm going to be covering women's basketball most of the time. Well, we'll see how it goes. All right. Guys, back with you on Sunday afternoon. Until then, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.